Hello, welcome back to the Beatdown Bandits podcast. I am Colin and this is season four, episode one. So yeah, we are the, the fourth year of this podcast. Now, uh, <laughs> uh, elephant in the room, I have not uh, recorded a podcast in um, like three months, something like that. I, I, I did one, um, I did probably a couple in November, I don't really know. Um, I had plans for about two or three more before the end of the year, before taking like a holiday break and then coming back like mid-January. Um, but things happened um, and uh, definitely got in the way of, of, uh, of recording um, a, a lot of podcasts and then also like just like, like YouTube videos, like for me, slowed way down at the end of the year. And they're still pretty slow right now. I'm, I'm, uh, not really like lacking content. I just don't have as much like uh, in the reserves um, uh, as I normally do, like <laughs> just videos ready where I can put out stuff daily pretty much. Uh, I just don't have that right now um, for a multitude of reasons. But um, first off, uh, I, I think in like my last podcast, like in season three last year in 2022, um, I talked about like I had some like travel coming up from work. Um, which I did, uh, traveled a couple different places in November. And, uh, <laughs> when I got back, uh, I had COVID. So, uh, wasn't a gigantic deal. Um, my, my son and my wife had COVID like the previous month. So I was like, uh, kind of testing, like leading up to that just to make sure I could travel. Everything was fine. I never got it. Um, but when I got back, like two days later, I was sick, um, from my last, my last time traveling in November, um, two days later, I was sick, uh, was sick for like a week or so. And, um, and then, um, had a lot of like other stuff going on at work. So I was going to have like a slight delay anyway. And then we got into like Thanksgiving, uh, and then shortly after Thanksgiving, um, uh, my son got sick again and then my daughter got sick and this was not COVID. This was more like flu stuff. And it was all just like, my son would get sick and then, and then like he was sick through like Christmas morning. And then my daughter got sick right after, and then my wife got sick and then I got sick. Um, and that kind of cut us through like mid January. Um, by the time we all kind of finally were over that. Um, but I still have this lingering cough. So I will probably cough several times during this podcast. Um, just, uh, just a heads up there, pretty much the more I talk or the more I laugh, the more I'm going to cough. Um, so I, that's pretty much the only thing that I have lingering is, is just that cough <laughs> right there. <coughs> so, um, that's kind of what happened and, and caused some, uh, the majority of those, uh, delays in getting this back up and going, um also uh uh my my daughter um had some uh got diagnosed with some other issues and uh, some other health uh stuff fortunately doctors believed and she's kind of got two issues kind of going on it's two totally separate things um but both doctors believe and they, she had to see two different specialists for two different things um that she's most likely going to grow out of both of those things within the next like two to four years probably. Um, so, uh, but unfortunately like she's she had to get put on different like types of medications and, um, we had them on there for like a month and, uh, or had her on like one type for like a month or so. And we we're trying to phase her out of like those meds. And then she started like passing out. 
uh, passed out at school, as a matter of fact. And obviously that caused like a little bit of a concern. So she's back on those meds and uh, she'll probably be so for, uh, you know, a couple of years or so. And then we'll try that again. Um, and um, or at least maybe like six months to a year and try to phase her off of them again and, and see what happens. But obviously we'll we'll kind of talk with her doctor on that one. Um, so anyway, like that's just all the stuff that we've been dealing with. So um, I've definitely had like bigger priorities in my life um, with all the stuff that's going on um, with just health in my family. So family was, is obviously the most important thing. So this had to just kind of uh, take a break for um, for a couple months, um, which was honestly kind of a nice little break uh, that I didn't, there was no pressure to put this out. Um, I, I really, really want it to keep going. Um, cause one, it's just, it's just an opportunity for me to either just, just kind of talk about different things that's going on. I don't always talk about video games nine times out of 10 I am, but like sometimes like a TV show that I'm watching, like I've done some on like a Cobra Kai and, uh, I've had like, uh, you know, brackets and gone through different websites and and did a thing on like a wikipedia thing on jonestown like i've done all sorts of like really unique and weird things on this podcast and uh, it's fascinating so i this is just kind of the opportunity for me to not worry about having to play games and can just kind of just talk uh about anything and everything so that's kind of what this is um uh, unfortunately it's like, it's always hard to get guests on and other stuff. Like, um, my, my end of year for 2022, like I really wanted to, um, uh, uh, have a guest on and, and I will still do this at some point. Um, and, and the guest was, was going to be my wife who was going to come on and, and uh, we were going to do something fun and goofy with her. Um, so <laughs> we'll see. We'll maybe try to get back to that again. Um, she still wants to do it. Uh, we just haven't had the time or haven't been healthy enough to do it. Um, so, uh, we'll try to get that done here. Um, soon. Uh, I don't want to say, I was going to say like in the next week or two, I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say soon. So you can take that definition however you want. Okay. So anyway, that, that is like a very long winded, uh, explanation of kind of where I've been um, and what's kind of been going on in my life, unfortunately, like not of it, like most of it's not been great, um, like health wise, work wise, um, has just been extremely busy. I've taken on a lot of new uh, challenges in the last year, a lot of new people under me in the last year. And, um, uh, I was taking like a leadership course and had to travel for that. Um, uh, which, which was great, but that was taking up like my, like most of my Fridays and it was like a half a day class on Fridays. Um, and that was nine months long. Um, so that was good to wrap up. We wrapped that up in November. That was one of the things I had to travel for in November. Um, so I was out in Denver for, for that. Um, but wrap that up yeah. <laughs> um, in November this past year. So I'm glad to kind of be through that. Um, but I got a lot of other stuff coming up and, and a lot of new things that just taking away more time that I can record these things. So this is I, I, half of my podcast. I end up recording during my lunch breaks. Sometimes it's like two, like this one, like right now I'm going to split this up. Uh, I'm recording this during like my, like this intro during my lunch break. And then I'm going to record some apex stuff, uh, probably like right after work today. Um, and uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to talk about season 16 of apex. So that's what we're going to jump into today. Um, and uh, really just kind of dig through those patch notes uh, of things that are coming up. Um, I also want to talk about, like, I haven't, um, <laughs> haven't talked about this at all. I'm not like a big Harry Potter fan. 
Um, but uh, the get the new Hogwarts Legacy. Um, it uh, I had pre-purchased it. I didn't get the deluxe edition, so I wasn't getting it like a few days early. But um, that comes out um, tomorrow, which is Friday the 9th or tenth, whatever day that is. Um, so I'm um, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, and playing uh, and playing that. Um, I know there's some drama behind it. Uh, I'm not partaking in that. It, I nothing with it. I if I stream it or put videos out on it, I don't know what I'm planning on doing with it. I more or less just want to play it. Um, you know, there's there's no uh, discrimination of any sorts or anything like that. Um, from my understanding, there's actually also a trans person in the game, so. Uh, you know, there uh, again, like a uh, no hatred or discrimination or anything like that to anybody. I just want to play the game, uh, and and, that, and that's really it. So, um, okay, so uh, today we're going to jump into Apex Season Sixteen, the the patch notes. Patch notes came out yesterday, I think, um, and kind of glanced through those a little bit. So I have a basic understanding of kind of uh, of those concepts, um, but we're going to jump into that uh, now. All right, so with so so this is the the I guess official and what is it called revelry? Why do why do I feel like that's so hard to pronounce? All right, so this is the season sixteen uh, patch notes released uh, yesterday, which was been February eighth. So um, we're gonna go through this, talk about uh, the new uh, the new TDM, the legend class changes, things like that. <clears throat> so revelry. For Apex's fourth, oh yeah, and speaking of which, happy birthday Apex, four years. Also, um, I don't think I talked about this. Uh, TSM up there, congrats to uh, the TSM for uh, their uh, victory in the uh, season one, our season one, the uh, split one uh, playoffs, the ALGS land, uh, which is awesome. Um, uh, uh, those people who I got to go to London or people local to that, I got to travel to it. Um, such an amazing event. Um, I got to go last year to uh, to rally North Carolina for the uh, the ALGS, um, and uh, th that was that was such an amazing experience. It was such a fun few days, um, and uh, so yeah, a little jealous. Uh, I know it's a world thing, so hopefully we can get uh, get one back in the United States at some point here soon, maybe next year. Or so, uh, but I get with the whole travel visa thing, it's so much easier to just have it uh, all of them in one country. Uh, so I, I get that for London, um, uh, for this year. So, uh, we'll deal with it for the next, uh, the next season, maybe. All right. So, uh, tons of shakeups, uh, coming to season 16. To me, it feels like it's going to be like a totally different game, like just, just a drastically different game. Cause basically everybody's got new abilities, uh, at this point that they can do. Um, now obviously not like, uh, you know, their tactical and ultimates and things like that. Uh, but more or less like that um, restructured um, uh, class uh, system and and those uh, and those abilities. Um, so again, like I'm, <clears throat> you know, let's let's just jump into it. I was gonna I was gonna talk about like you know nerfs and buffs that need to happen with like the specific legends, but you know what? We're we're just gonna we're just gonna <laughs> jump right into it. So the legend classes. Right. So this part to me is the part that seems like it's going to drastically change things. Um, the other nice part, and, and I just happen to catch it right here, is uh, the redo of the firing range, uh, which is really awesome. 
Um, but yeah, let's let's get into these classes. So rather than adding a new legend this season, um, we're revamping the legend classes, which which to me is perfectly fine. I don't I don't think we're at a spot where we need to have a new legend every single season. Um, I wouldn't mind, you know, every other season or something like that. Um, that really shakes things up, uh, gives them plenty of time. But, you know, we're, we're getting the new gun. We're getting all these other uh, drastic changes. So I think it's perfectly fine. So the legend class system divides uh, into five different classes. Okay. So each of those classes is getting its own strategic gameplay ability for scanning and the ability to see this, carry extra ammo, whatever that ca that case may be. So um, some of these, uh, at, at first glance, again, I'm going to have to play it, but at first glance, like some of them are like, I would rather avoid this ability than that one. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about that when we get there. So um, I, I think what this is going to do with these different abilities is it's going to make a dramatic shift to the meta. Um, and for somebody who watched has watched every second of every ALGS uh, ever, um, uh, nine times out of ten, you know, I'm just watching on, on YouTube. But um, I, I've watched every second, every battle, every fight, uh, and you know the the meta from season, you know the the original season, uh, the the first ALGS to where everybody was was Pathfinder, Wraith, and Watson to now where we have a a pretty unique mix. Uh, we've seen some like the octane metas. We've seen the um, we've seen the caustic meta. We've we've seen lobo. We've even sprinkled in some uh, lifeline. We've seen a couple ramparts. We've seen some fuses. We've we've seen even up to like um, just this past ALGS. We even saw the the revtain uh, meta. We've seen crypto come in and out, and now obviously seer is dominating, and the the scan meta. Um, you know bloodhound from a couple seasons ago um, but now it's all about like that scan meta you gotta have you gotta have uh seer pretty much every team has seer nowadays um every team has valk uh and every team's pretty much running like horizon because horizon is, is obviously pretty goaded as well so um we've seen so many different things oh and you know what newcastle newcastle uh the newcastle watson valk you know that was still used this season i think 100 thieves kind of took on that newcastle one um, I want to say like Cloud9 maybe even did it a little bit and obviously they didn't qualify for the LGS, but I think even like when Newcastle came out, like they tried it a little bit. Um, I think we saw some Catalyst as well, like Catalyst popped in there um, a little. So um, there's such a unique mix to that meta, um, but obviously there's like a key four or five legends. And uh, I think we're, I think we're going to see a dramatic shift um to what those abilities are like the recon stuff doesn't seem to be quite as big i think they're going to get you know the seer and bloodhound are definitely getting nerfed <clears throat> so um that is uh that is going to have some play into it um for sure um <coughs> but yeah let's um let's talk about this a little bit so uh legends have been reorganized which again i love this screen right here this is really cool um, I don't know if this is just like the firing range selection or, or how this, this aspect works right here, but um, all legends available to try in the firing range, which is perfect. So again, if you don't have all the legends unlocked or you're new to the game and you want to try some people out, that's, this is an awesome way to do that without investing coins or unlocking a new legend 
that you are never going to play. So, so that's really cool. Um, so again, this reorganization will help players identify legends that uh, that play or support the team in a, a similar manner and help them understand the new roles easier. The, uh, the legend select screen has also been improved alongside the legend. Okay, so here we go. So here's our, our normal legend, like home screen or whatever, where they're sorted by, uh, by that type um, in that class, which again, I think is really cool. Um, so let's, let's jump into these class perks. Um, so we have assault, skirmisher, recon, controller, and support. Um, so, so this is where the meta shift is about to go crazy. I, I don't even know what, what to say or do um, as far as the meta goes. I mean, I'm sure, you know, the pros will tell us what, what to do and what, what is definitely going to work. Um, but every legend class now has an associated gameplay perk that grants the legends of the class access to new strategic options in the game. At casual levels of play, these new gameplay benefits will be fun new bonuses to engage with and empower decision making. At higher levels of play, a squad makeup now determines what gameplay elements um, that team will have access to and what they're leaving behind. So yeah, like with like five different classes and them all having special abilities, then uh, I think that... Um, I think that is going to uh, really, like when I say like mess up the meta or uh, it, it, it's, I, I don't even know. I, I don't know what to say because like, what do you do? Because you have to have like, somebody's going to want to make sure like, okay, we need that extra ammo, right? Uh, the skirmisher stuff, like those are like some, some even like top tier legends, do we care about revealing the the care packages like to me the skirmisher ability is the one that seems like kind of cruddy um the recon characters you can use the survey beacons but that doesn't give you the ring anymore that gives you the enemy locations so that's the recon ability aspect of those legends that's pretty massive um i don't know as far as like algs i don't know how needed that is but like ranked i could see that being very very massive um the controller uh so they are now getting access to the ring and the ring console and so these are like new beacons basically um on the map that they can go up to and scan and that provides the next ring so the the survey beacons and these new ring consoles are um have different different abilities now that they can unlock and then the support legends they can craft banners and access blue bins and i, I forgot to mention the assault um uh they also can access the red bins which has smart bins right and then the support blue bins like lifelines always had the ability to do now uh other legends um the other support legends uh right here lifeline gibraltar loba and Newcastle can open those blue bins and get the extra stuff out of them. Um, and it's supposed to be big meds. Um, so bats and, and uh, med kits. Um, and then the assault red bins, uh, it's a smart bin as well, um, which we've been exposed to since uh, Stormpoint. Um, so we got these, these smart bins that are supposed to give us, you know, stuff that we need specifically for our guns. Um, I think if you don't have a gun, and you open one of those red bins, it gives you a gun uh, out of it. I think a gun pops out. So let's let's talk about these classes a little bit. The Assault, Combat, Utility, and <laughs> Initiation. <coughs> Excuse me, I've been 
dealing with this stupid cough for a while. All right, assault legends are mobile armories. Are excuse me, assault legends are mobile armories, armed to the teeth and ready for battle. Their core patterns revolve around using their abilities to force opponents to make combat decisions that play to their advantage, opening them up for an assault. So I I think you know between Bang Ash Fuse Mad Maggie and Revenant. So these folks can carry. Um, so their their perks they have the 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 red bands okay so they can open these up um it contains four smart loot attachments so let's uh let's check out this picture so it's got these four smart attachments knowing somebody on your team needs these things um one loot slot is reserved for optics so one spot is always going to be an optic which is amazing <coughs> that's always what it seems like i struggle with um, chances for a magazine and hop-ups are lower than uh, other gear, which makes perfect sense. Uh, the magazines and the hop-ups uh, are obviously very, uh, I don't know what I was going to say, OP, but the most useful things for your gun. Uh, if the secret compartment is opened while no one on your team has a weapon, a weapon will drop with two attachments for it. There we go. Um, men tier for all attachments is a rare item. So again, like that's a pretty amazing ability to be honest. Um, they can also carry more ammo per stack. Uh, light, heavy, and energy ammo can stack one extra. Shotgun and sniper ammo has a reduced extra stack. So um, yeah, so you know when you can you can get that ammo up a little <laughs> a little heavier or excuse me a little um, a little bigger. Um, that's that's extra ammo. I mean that's that's pretty a uh, pretty awesome ability right um so uh, uh, again like this is pretty massive i think you almost want like meta wise to have one of these on your team uh just for that extra uh ability to carry <laughs> light ammo pretty much all right so the skirmisher the skirmisher is the one that i'm like kind of like eh you know this ability seems like not not so amazing um, so again, these are the, the, the people that are good to get in and out of tight situations quicker than others. Um, can, uh, skirmishers can gain uh, early insight into the contents of a care package to ascertain its worth and make a play for it quickly if desired. So this is Wraith, Valk, Octane, Horizon, Mirage, and Pathfinder. So you've got some, you know, between the Wraiths and the Valkyries and even Octanes, Horizon, uh, you've got some big names in there of Legends. <coughs> but the ability is kind of cruddy in my opinion um i now i i am somebody who goes for every care package if i see a care package i'm going for it um it's so hard to turn down uh getting a craver even if i miss every shot uh it's so hard to turn down a craver right it's hard to turn down an re 45 it's hard to turn those things down so i like going for care packages so again this ability you can spot incoming care packages to see the highest value contents in them they get revealed by looking at them for a few seconds. So you stare at it uh, and then it shows you, okay, from this far away, I've stared at it for a few seconds. There is a Kraber inside of it. That's kind of nice. It's it's an okay ability, but I almost feel like this should be one Legends passive or something like that. Um, it, it's okay. Um, so again, care packages are revealed by looking at them. They can be spotted in the air uh, as they fall or at their landing location if within that range you can also see when the item has been taken by another team it turns gray so it'll turn gray up here and can ping map icons or in-world icons for team so i'm a little confused 
by what that means. Um, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, either way, it doesn't sound like this is the greatest perk. Um, getting a line of sight on a falling package or rotating or rotating quickly into range of the landing area will help them snag the info early. Additionally, they can see when slash what high value weaponry has been snagged by others. Um, so yeah, I mean, to me, it seems like kind of like the weakest ability. Uh, recon. So this is enemy intel and tracking. Um, so <laughs> this is Bloodhound. Crypto, Seer, and Vantage. Um, so they're pulling Valk. Valk's nerf is, is getting nerfed again. Uh, she's no longer going to be able to scan enemies when flying, um, which I I don't know. Uh, they're, I don't know why they're kind of, I mean, I don't know if they're just trying to shake up like the, the ALGS meta and get rid of the, the Vantage or the Vantage, the Valk's on every team. I, I guess. I, I don't know. So again, these this ability and this perk for everybody, I mean, it even says on here, it's similar to Crypto's prior, uh, prior town takeover, the map room on King's Canyon, where they can just scan uh, and it shows all the enemies on the map. Anybody within a certain range, they get notified that they've been scanned, um, but they have to kind of be within like a POI of that, uh, that location um their their perk uh they can use these modified survey beacons so you can see it's got like this new um satellite i guess on the top of it and they scan that beacon and it reveals all enemy positions on the map or mini map for 30 seconds enemies in the pulse range are alerted to the beacon use so enemies around it um so like right here so you can see like the pulse of it so anybody in that pulse range knows they've been scanned. Anybody outside of that pulse range, um, they just get revealed. Um, so you can see all the enemies on the map. So you see there's some a couple teams over here, and there's a bunch of teams over here at Lava Siphon. So you can kind of see how that how that works. Obviously, if I ranked, I think this is very impressive ability. Uh, you could very easily uh, camp one of these uh with your team and basically just scan it i don't know how often you can scan i'm guessing once per round maybe or every couple minutes i don't know what the cooldown time is on that ability um but that that might be a little overpowered um if people are constantly scanning now it's less than what seer can do and it's less than the constant bloodhound scan so um i guess we'll we'll kind of see um, controller. So this is area setup and control. This is Caustic, Watson, Rampart, and Catalyst. Uh, controller legends place elements on the field to trap or fortify their positions. They want enemies to fight them on their own turf and excel at holding strong positions at the ring. Shifting circle knowledge uh, to these ring consoles allow the legends who care most about setup to be responsible for knowing where they want to bunker down next. Unlike survey beacons, which are often located higher up, these new consoles can be found on more grounded areas in plazas and courtyards across the map. So I'm curious of kind of like how many there are. Um, I don't think this is going to show it, right? So it, it looks like maybe it's about the same as what the, uh, the survey beacons are. It probably is just for like an equality type of a thing. Um, but there you can kind of see... Uh, the different locations of them. And then it, that shows you um, the next ring. So I, I like this. I think this is a very unique twist to this. 
Um, it's definitely going to shift meta because uh, most teams don't run a caustic, a Watson, a Rampart, or a Catalyst. Um, you know, there's maybe 25% of teams that will have a, either like a caustic or a Watson on them. Watson obviously being a little more popular right now. Um, yeah, maybe 20, 25% of teams. I think that's with this ability. I mean, in ALGS, I think most teams are going to have a Watson now. You you definitely want somebody on your team to have the ability to scan the beacon for high level ranked and and uh, and professional. Uh, so I I think you're going to see a massive increase in the caustic and Watsons. Probably not so much in the ramparts, maybe um and uh and maybe some more catalysts here and there but i i guess we'll see uh i think you know watson tends to be a little bit more useful with her with her ultimate um plus she can stack uh accelerants a little better um all right so we got one more class is the support um we talked about this a little bit lifeline loba gibraltar and newcastle uh, these are team oriented they look for opportunities to protect recover or resupply their allies on the new class system, the support role has been expanded and allows these legends to stock their team and keep them alive. As visible locations on the map, blue bins will provide key rotational options when in need of meds or survival items. Additionally, support legends can now recover ally banners, which is really flipping massive from crafting stations, even if the banner has expired, giving new options to get the team back into the game. So Lifeline, Loba, Gibraltar, Newcastle, uh, again, their perk is crafting banners, uh, even if they've expired. Uh, so that that that's freaking massive, right? Like, like uh, I will guarantee uh, somebody uh, <laughs> somebody on on my team that needs to run. Uh, uh, we we need to have one of these uh, constantly uh, for sure. Um, it, it's it's so hard, and I feel like even in pubs, so many people like camp banners anymore. Uh, it's pretty ridiculous. So getting them back sometimes if you're doing like a 1v3 and trying to wait it out is hard. So uh, this is pretty awesome that you can just craft the banners. Um, they can be recovered from the crafter once crafting is complete. Crafted banner will contain all recoverable teammates. Um, I also see this uh, golden shotgun bolt in here. Uh, I don't know if anybody else caught that. All right, so there's your crafted respawn banner right there, uh, which is pretty uh, pretty unique um access secret compartments on the blue bin so similar to the red bins and similar to what we've seen with lifeline um but in here it definitely seems like they're aiming more towards like a higher chance of bigger meds um so yeah increased percentage of mobile respawn beacon increased percentage of heat shields um the logic uh oh, where did i read like the bigger oh yeah compartment has increased chance of large health kits shield bats and med kits uh, compartment has unique survival item logic um meaning like if everybody's got uh the uh, uh heat shields then it's not going to put a heat shield out so that's also pretty cool this logic has an internal limit cannot be repeated and will not trigger if already carrying the item so uh yeah uh, i i feel like uh again a pretty useful pretty useful ability i think the biggest thing here and and people have been talking about this forever um, especially with Loba, is being able to get the, the banners from a safe distance. I think being able to craft them is, is also pretty cool. Um, okay, so uh, Team Deathmatch. And, and again, I think these classes, I, I think they have this 
at the bottom of everything on all classes is they're going to continue to monitor it and see and make sure everything is hunky-dory and, and make tweaks if they need to. Um, so team deathmatch, uh, again, this is, um, uh, I, I think needed, I'm not a big team deathmatch person. Like if I want to do team deathmatch, I would play call of duty more. Um, uh, I enjoy the, the battle Royale aspect. I enjoy the competitiveness of wanting to go for first. Um, I'm not amazing at getting kills constantly. I've got this whole season. I have one 2000 damage game. I've got maybe 10 in my lifetime. So uh, I'm not known for popping out a bunch of, you know, 10, 15, 20 kill games. That's just not going to happen. I'm too old for that anymore. I don't have the reflexes. Uh, it's just not going to happen anymore. So uh, the, the, the team deathmatch stuff, I think, can bring in other people um, and hopefully sneak them into the BR uh, side of things. Um, if I'm bored of BR or I'm struggling or just getting frustrated with it, this is a nice change of pace. It's also a nice change of pace, like just like warming up with this. I think that's what arenas was also going to be like intended to do was like, oh, it's a good warm up. Um, but things like control into the game and things like that um, were, I thought, <laughs> like great additives. Um, even like the the gun game uh, or gun run, whatever it's called, um, that that was also really good. Um, again, like I'm not great at it, but it's a great way to warm up um, and get used to using different guns and getting that kind of fast twitch going a little bit. Um, so I, I was definitely uh, appreciative of it. Um, they're still using like the control aspect where you kind of select your loadout of, of what you want, um, which is pretty cool. Um, so this is six V six, uh, game modes. Um, I think they have three, uh, three maps that are kind of rotating in between. Um, you kind of particular, uh, pick your loadout, um, on spawn. Um, you can swap your loadout or legend while respawning. Uh, shields regen automatically um, again just like control um, they're thinking of you know maybe uh, looking into this uh, 30 kills to win a round um, and it's first alliance to win two rounds wins the match um, which I, I don't know how I feel about the round thing I thought when I heard they were going to add a team deathmatch like why don't they just do like the first to 50 kills or the first to 100 kills or something like that um, and and that that wins you the game but whatever uh you know rounds are fine as well i guess um you can swap loadouts in between rounds and you can collect airdrops mid uh mid round for stronger weapons so this is very similar to control but instead of what is control like 12 v 12 um this is 6 v 6 and it's in rounds um so uh and not having to obviously control three different points uh of the match so um but yeah there you go you can kind of see you have allies and the enemies how many rounds they've won, etc. Um, so we're predicting a lot of players will use Team Deathmatch as a place to warm up for Battle Royale. I agree. That's probably what I would do. Um, I did the same thing with Control when I'd get on, when, uh, assuming Control was out at the time. I would play Control for two, three, four rounds, and then I'd jump into to BR. Um, we're aiming to see players have an avenue to practice certain guns they don't normally get, uh, get much live firing with. Um, and we'd like newer players to have a, a place to overcome some of the initial hurdles of approaching Apex's combat. This is a great place to do it because there's really no pressure. Um, you know, people are still a-holes on the internet, though. So uh, you're still going to get people like teammates who are like frustrated with you if you're not getting enough kills. Whatever. You know, tell them to bite it. 
Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm curious how's that, how this goes. Um, mixtape, I'm more or less, uh, probably the biggest part I'm looking forward to as far as like different modes is a, uh, a mode that's constantly rotating. Um, so between control gun run and, and whatever other, uh, uh, LTMs are rotating, um, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, so if they're constantly rotating that through that, then, um, that's, that's pretty exciting. So, um, it works simply on how maps rotate in battle Royale. Every 15 minutes, the mixtape playlist will rotate through a curated list of modes and maps to play. Only team death match will be available during the season's launch for the first three weeks. And then mixtape will launch following that with TDM control and gun run. So it's going to just start with control and gun run. And then after three weeks, it's going to add TDM into that mix. Um, so you can just play mixtape and just, it'll, it'll rotate through those game modes. Um, I mean, that's, it's a pretty cool, unique aspect and change. Um, and as long as they kind of keep it, I think, you know, I, I don't see why we can't add different modes into that. Um, you know, we, there's like the, the flashpoints and all those other ones. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, there's been a ton of game modes over the years and sometimes we've only seen it once and then just disappears for years. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, what, uh, what did I miss here? Oh, a Twitch rival thing. <laughs> All right. So the nemesis, uh, meet the nemesis. It's a new energy, uh, energy class assault rifle that fires four rounds per burst with a ramping burst delay that decreases the time between bursts and simulates a fully automatic weapon. The nemesis is guaranteed to ruin the day of at least one legend next match. So what I've heard from people who got early access uh, to season 16 is uh, you pick up the nemesis immediately as often and as quickly as you can, because it is going to get nerfed hard. It is being released extremely overpowered, um, a lot like Seer was when Seer came out. They wanted it to just be like blow you away, like you have to do this. Um, so you have to pick up the Nemesis before it does because um, you will just obliterate and ruin people's day um, by, by using this gun. Um, so the burst, um, so from what I hear is the, uh, the fully automated or the fully automatic aspect of it is it feels fully automatic um and not so much with like the burst um so it fires this four round burst so between the the hemlock and the prowler um but it's with the energy and it feels and it's a lot closer to fully automatic so it's really not burst right now but i'm guessing it's going to get slowed down and damage decreased um and uh apparently there's like no recoil uh, are very easy to control recoil so um i think it's definitely worth uh picking up immediately because yeah it's gonna get nerfed um and then this orientation matches um i was a little worried when i heard about this originally because they're introducing bots into the game i'm like no like let's let's not do that like um i don't think uh apex is dying off where we need bots so that was my original panic um, but it sounds like it's only it's it's only for brand new players and the, the games are 100% bots. So you drop in with actual AI bots uh, into a game, you play solo or you can go in with your friends and you take out bots before joining the regular matchmaking queue. So every legend has <coughs> was level one once drop in and start learning to be legendary. So it's it, it's giving like new players like 
oh my god like i can't jump into apex now like there's too many amazing players out there and i'm just going to get obliterated so um this gives people that opportunity to drop in and actually be competitive uh in this first handful of games before moving out of orientation and and going into the regular games so uh, it's my understanding also that is going to be like exclusively on king's canyon um so probably like season one ish uh, king's canyon i would guess as well and uh let people play in there and then uh and then they get moved out of orientation into the regular game um so there we have it there's obviously <laughs> a lot of more uh like legend patch notes and the full patch notes uh, like the tweaks and everything and the numbers, uh, those patch notes uh, are still yet to come. Uh, so looking forward to kind of really seeing those, you know, uh, right now rumors are uh, Wraith Portal is going longer, uh, Pathfinder Zipline is going longer. Um, obviously Seer kind of getting nerfed, Valk getting nerfed a little bit, Bloodhound getting nerfed a little bit. Um, uh, some some buffs to like Lifeline. Um, what else did I hear? Uh, I feel like there's another buff to somebody else and I'm just forgetting. Um, so yeah, so looking forward to like those final ones, but um, this is a great sneak peek into uh, what we're getting for season 16. Um, let me know your thoughts. Um, I'm very curious to hear what people think about like some of these dramatic changes. Um, my prediction, like I said, was like, I feel like this is going to be a totally different game and uh, I'm very excited about it. So um, thank you everybody uh, for uh, watching and or uh, listening to uh, today's uh, podcast. Um, again, I am back. Hopefully I can, I can keep this going a little bit. I'm probably not, I'm probably going to more or less just do like maybe one, uh, one or two, maybe podcasts a month. It's not going to be uh, as much as what I was doing last year. So um you know, the last, last two years, I really grinded pretty hard on the podcast. Um, um, and it, it was super easy. It was super fun, but, um, I just, I just, like I said, I, I didn't have as much time to, to really do it as much as I wanted to. So anyway, uh, but we're back now. Um, and, uh, we will talk to you all later. Thanks.